Well, welcome back, ladies. We are on episode four, technically, a.k.a. a continuation of episode three um, of season three of Black Love, of romantic relationships, situationships, dating life, and love life. Um, so welcome back. I'm happy to be back here. I know that last time we had a great conversation where we really discussed a lot, and I'm sure this is going to be even better because I know we have a lot in store. So, um, off the bat though, were there like unsaid leftovers that you guys may have had from the last conversation that you just have thought about since then that you're like oh man I definitely forgot to say this like I gotta get it off my chest or do you feel like we can kind of just roll in what we have I mean I say we roll into it because this conversation that we have for y'all today is a good one y'all it is. It is. Okay. Without further ado, we are going to be talking about our relationship situationship and current placements. That's what we'll call them. So, we're well, that's all, that's all I can say. But touched on some interesting things last episode. When we were talking kind of about how family may or may not have influenced or played a role in our relationships. So for y'all, family, some of you really, or do you feel like they even, so we can start, I know, well, all right, let's go with Miss Tish. And we need to do one where they can see our faces because I'm just laughing over here just about the thought of the whole situationship. Anyway, yeah, when it comes to family, I feel like um, with relationships growing up, like we weren't supposed to date until we were like 18 and or graduated college from my dad's perspective. And then my mom's perspective was, oh, well, then they're 16. They can go on group dates or they can date at like 16. So you can already tell there's this huge divide in the house about the perception of dating. And then you also, so imagine this. Mm -hmm. My mom was always very open-minded to like whoever you brought. She always wanted to know who you're talking to and what they look like, et cetera. Whereas with my dad, he's only met two people I've ever dated. One by default, C's biological chromosome half. And... (laughs) Another person I dated, again, just met by happens chance because they were more involved with our family. And I'll talk about them a little bit later. But other than that, I will not introduce my dad to someone unless they're, it's like super serious. And it's really interesting because my mom, like she's known of people I've been interested in, maybe seen pictures. And the one there's, she's met more than just two individuals I was at least interested in dating or being with. Mm-hmm. But... As far as my dad, yeah, I won't introduce him. So it did. It did impact the way things were growing up. So I will say that. And then now I need, I feel like I I need to have the thumbs up from, of course, C is really important. Um, I really care what my sister thinks because she's very, um, she'll say what's on her mind. She'll, pro- she'll point out pros and cons, things I might not see. It's always really nice. And then, um, I've had friends meet people that I've been interested in dated. So, like, the last person I dated, Jasmine, met. (laughs) Um, She kind of would have, but she's in a better place, a different state. (laughs) um, Yeah. But that's that's about it. So that's the influence. So I'm very specific about who meets who and when. Um, That's how I would say family influenced uh, my dating life. I'm very particular on who I would ever introduce my dad to. I feel that. I like it. I can date yeah. it. Miss <laughs> Jasmine, what about you? Mm, you know, my household was similar to to Shell's in that, like, one, I'm the only uh, girl in my immediate family, so I think, and I'm the oldest, 
So I feel like parents are still always like learning when you're the oldest. So you're like the test run because now things I think are really different. And I think it's just a little different for boys, right? When it comes to parents being like okay with them dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't supposed to be dating. Was I going to say that or not? What do you imagine? So, yes. Um, you know, I had friends. That's what my mom said. She said, you could have friends. And I had lots of friends growing up. So, that is what they are called. Um, but I think, obviously, it got more apparent that I was clearly dating people when I was in college. Because that is where I met, well, re-met or connected again with my current person um and we'll get I guess further into like some of the ones that maybe we shouldn't have ever given the time of day so um we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah she definitely knew I was dating people um when I was in college and I think that's ultimately what led me to like moving in with my current partner Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I don't know. I would say for me, like family, family being involved in the relationship is something I think that's important to me for them to like meet. But I guess I'm kind of just from like my now experience, like I don't think family for me at least, if they were like, oh, we really didn't like them, I would take that into consideration. But I think I would think more about, like, if I really like this person, mm-hmm. um, do I, am I okay with that? Like, maybe my family and that person not being, like, super close. Right. Because um, I think relationships are build over time. And, like, you're building the relationship with the person your family isn't. So it takes them a little bit longer, I think, to come on board. At least it has been from my, in my experience. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it kind of started out similar to y'all's, right? Like, I think maybe when I hit, like, 16, my mom was like, okay, you can, like, you know, start dating now. Um, I think she felt like I was, you know, a little bit more mature, um, to be able to be okay with that or to where she was okay with that. Um, but I really, so let me start by saying my dating life is all of a one, two sort of situation, right? Like it has been very short, almost non-existent. One of them, if, if I could, you know, if I could rewind the time, then (laughs) we never would have been there. But, um, I think that I now where I am as more of like an adult or adult adjacent, um, I do value my family's input because kind of like I shared last time, like I've seen how my brother and his in-laws, like how close they are and how seamlessly they kind of blend into my family. And one thing um, I've always wanted is that same sort of thing, right? Because I feel like, well, my mom has always kind of stressed growing up, like, when you marry somebody, you marry into their family, too. So you have to be cognizant of what type of family or stock they come from, right? Like, are they messy, as in, like, gossipy? Are they loving? Are they nurturing? Do they joke a lot? Are they close? Are they not? Like... Those are things that you would want to um, consider. And I think she talks more about that for, like, if you all decide to have children. That you need to understand, like, what type of family your kids are going to be exposed to. Um, So that's always something that I've taken into consideration. Whether or not I trust their opinion on who I'm dating, I historically have a blind spot for not seeing stuff so like my first boyfriend damn near everybody in my family peeped that before I did they were like oh nah girl let him go and I was like but I love him 
I'm gonna marry him. This is my future husband. Even went so far <laughs> as to pull like a, a Romeo and Juliet got secretly engaged, girl. Like the whole nine yards. I mean, we were we were in high school, so the engagement was was a little bit. This is hot. Well, down here, you know what I mean, right? Um, <laughs> so when I think about that, and then I look at how that blew up like Angela Bassett in Waiting to Exhale, um, I realized I should probably listen to them, you know, because I think my dad saw some stuff early on and my brother saw some stuff early on where they were like, nah, something ain't right. And my mom, she's just so supportive that she's like, if you love him, I'll support you, but I don't know that I like him. And then afterwards, she was like, oh, what? You know what I mean? Then she, I was like, so if you ain't like him, why you ain't tell me? You know what I mean? Like, my dad and my brother, like, I'm the baby, so they're not gonna like anybody regardless, but you, you should have been honest. So, anyways, long story <laughs> long, long story long, I trust their opinion. Um, I value their opinion anyway, and if my mom or my, more specifically my mom, if she were to be like, I don't like him at all, then I know, like, something's gotta be wrong with you, because she's just not like that. Um... Okay, so when we were talking last time, we kind of, well, I didn't think we talked about it last time, but when we were talking afterwards last time, we talked a lot about, like, the types of people that we had dated, and Tashel came up with the, like, this rule of three, where she was like, oh, let's talk about the one that got away, um, the most recent, or our future love. And I was like, okay, that's cute, that's cute. So I said, well, I could talk about the one that got away. Or what did I say? No, nope, that was not. Been. The one that never should have been. <laughs> the one, the most recent and the future love. Because everyone who got away should have should have gotten away. Probably should have been pushed out to blame, to be honest. But anyway, um, and then Jasmine talked about the one that never should have been the one that taught you the most and the most recent or the future love right mm-hmm. okay so let's roll into it who wants to start first let's tell the people I can go first um so okay I'm trying to think where to start, actually. Sorry. Girl, it's the first one. Oh, the one that, like... The one that never should have been. Oh, that never should have been. I'm trying to think, like, which one to choose for that. Like, (laughs) there are so many. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Okay. I feel like the one that never should have been is... I'm not going to say their name, but it's so weird to talk about people and not, like, say their name. So I'm going to give this person just a name. Um, oh, that's hard, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the most common, they're all common names. But I will just Should we name them? Oh, okay, I'm about to say. That That feels right. <laughs> yeah. That feels we'll right. We'll call him Jamal. So, um, Jamal... When I met Jamal, I was in a really weird time in my life. I was, like, just just in college. I was kind of going through a slight hotel phase. So, anyway, okay. he kind of came into into the life at the, at the right time. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I kind of like you. Like, you're good looking. But he was like, oh, I'm a model. And I'm really, like, I have a really specific type, I feel like. And that was just, like, not really impressive to me. I was like, okay. Um, I usually don't date, like, pretty boys. Like, I date more, like, athletic type builds. So, like, that's cool. And I thought he was, like, I thought he was pretty weird, like, at first. Because my friends were trying to set me up with him. And they're like, he's so cute. Like, he's such a good guy. Like, blah, 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 blah. Anyway... Um, somehow I let my guard down and I kind of like let the, let the little Jamal guy in and 
he was just like a bomb. Like when I tell you, like, uh, it, he, like he was older than me too. Which I usually, I have like really, I had really strict standards when I was dating. Like I wouldn't date people that were older than me. Like I like men that were like six foot or taller. Like I had, a, I had a very like checklist type mindset. And he wasn't checking, like, he was checking some of the boxes, but he wasn't checking all the boxes. And I didn't realize, some of it was, like, kind of hidden, so I didn't realize how bad, like, how we just shouldn't have been dating. But he also has dated, like, a lot of people in Utah, like, within, like, the, the black community. <laughs> so that was also, like, should have been a red flag from the beginning when, like, your friends are reaching out to you, like, girl, you know, he did this and this and this when we were younger and I'm like really like you know whatever and I went about my business um needless to say like homeboy was like low-key homeless for a moment like having to say stay with me at my like house I was living with my parents so I was already having to kind of be like hey mom um can he like stay the night and my mom was kind of just like uh I can't wait to go like please blah 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 anyway so that happened and then he actually had a pretty like an okay job for the most part like he was making decent money but he was kind of the type of person that would let his family or like supposed family like it's weird when you get like into the cousins because you know everybody got like cousins and you know everybody want to be like I'm your cousin but in black community not everybody really your cousin so I'm not really sure if that person was their cousin or not, but they were cousins. And so that person was like a lot younger than even myself. And they were kind of, I felt like they were using that person, like, because when they would get paid, they would just like buy them all these things, do all these things for them. And then he would like have no money. And I was like, dude, you're making like good money. You should be able to like save up one or two paychecks and like get an apartment. Like you're a lot older than me. Like why, why am I having to tell you these things kind of thing? So anyway, his mom called in like a crisis mode and he ended up moving back to California. And so we kind of tried to do the long distance thing. And then homeboy called himself trying to break up with me like on, like on New Year's Day, which was really weird, which was like so bad. Anyway, but then we kind of like had like sort of a long distance thing for a while and we still like talked all the time. And we weren't really dating, but we were kind of dating. And then, like, I was supposed to go out there to go, like, see him, which my mom was, like, not trying. She was like, you should not do that. And I was like, I'm doing it. I love him. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I found out, like, right before I was supposed to go out there that he was, like, seeing other girls, like, hooking up with other girls, which I thought we weren't doing. So... Anyway, I got a little heartbroken, but I thought I was, like, super in love. Like, I was, like, intensely in love with this person. And the kicker part is, guys, I was only dating him for, like, maybe two months. But I was, Damn. It's all right, young love. Right. And at that time, like, you could not tell me nothing. Like, I was like, I love him. Like, I want to be with him. I'm going to be his ride or die. Like, girl, I was doing things I should not have been doing in situations I shouldn't have been in, like, really, like, some just, like, bad things. Like, hanging out with people who were not making very good choices and just, like, I just had no business being in those times, but I just was so young and I was, I thought I loved him so much and he was cute, too, so, like, that helped, but... Mm, I feel you, Nunu. Yeah, like, I was... Anyway, so that's the one that should never, the one that should never happen. And then I think the one that taught me the most is kind of the one who I'm with currently. Because, like I, like you all know, like we've kind of grown up together. So I've learned a lot. And Miles has definitely taught me a lot about myself. And I feel like I've done the same thing for him. So that is who has definitely taught me the most. But my current, right like Miles and I got together right after Jamal and that was like a weird thing because like they know each other and so that was interesting because he was even kind of like you dated Jamal like oh my god do you not know his track record I'm like um so I've been told clearly 
And so it was, and like at the time when Miles and I were still like dating, I was um, still just like talking to Jamal like all the time, just like as friends. And I think that like I got I got an ultimatum like at the beginning of our relationship, being like, "Look, you can be friends with Jamal, or like we can." like work this together but there's not gonna be anymore so I had to like I had to have a tough conversation it was kind of the first time I had ever kind of had to be like hey like we can't talk anymore dang (laughs) Miles Miles laid down the law cause he did and then he (laughs) called me like the next day and he and I was like I told you like we can't talk anymore like if you, he's like, well, you said if I ever really needed anything. I was like, but you don't need anything today. Like, so anyway, I think for me, Miles has definitely, like, he's definitely taught me how to be stronger, how to be, um, like, okay in my own skin a lot of times. And he's accepted me for a lot of, like, my flaws, which I think is so important when you are making a connection with somebody. Like, you each are going to have things that are in the flaws. And, Miles at the beginning for me was not checking all the boxes. I would just say all that. <laughs> like all the boxes that I had. He wasn't he hadn't checked all of them. There were some. And so, but you know, <clears throat> you mold each other into the people that you want to be with and hopefully it's really successful in the end, which you know, for us it's husband. So those are my you know, dreams. I love that. And I really feel like this is what solidified you as Molly because you found your Torian. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like he, he like did not start out as who you thought you would be with, but he was who you needed. And you know, you went through some drills and some some f boys and some of all of that, but you know, you eventually found your Torian because, yeah, girl, girl, when you when you were when you were describing that, I was like, honey. Not yeah, not not and you being not you being new new and ATL trying to hang was. out with the shot. <laughs> yes. See, and not all of this happened before like I really like met any of you. So like you guys didn't know me at that time because like I got on campus in the summertime. So when you're when you usually start on campus in the summertime and you're living in the dorms, like the only people living on campus are grad students these random ass students like me and then like the athletes so I was like dating a lot of athletes and let me just tell you don't date the athletes if if Mm -hmm. any young girls are listening do not date the athlete (laughs) because also let me put in a quick plug too also this is coming from someone who is not an athlete but my family were all athletes um if they tell you they finna go pro until you see them find a contract you, I'm gonna need you to until you see them sign the contract with black or blue ink, sis. You need to fall back because you be trying to, you know, go on to come up with it, and uh, it's not gonna work for you. It's not gonna work. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you, the athletes—they broke a tail. First of all, that's that you gonna have to drive them around because they probably don't have a car everywhere. Like. It just don't do it. They're good looking. They are good looking. They are fun to have a good time. They are not for the long time. <laughs> and they gossip, bro. Like they gossip yes. more than like supposed women. And this is not to like stereotype or anything, but like if you think you and, and your friends talk, talk, this thing, right. this, and we're not talking about generalizations. We're talking about full blown. And I'm talking about, like, I'm talking, and I'm not even just talking about, like, black athletes. I'm talking from the white to the the Mexican ones. Like, they Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no, when I say athletes, I mean, like, hockey, basketball, football, lacrosse, golf, Mm -hmm. tennis. Y'all have to remember, they live together. They, like, Mm. practice together. They eat together. They hang out together. Like. If y'all think that they don't know that you hooked up with their homeboy that's in the same dorm, they know this. They know. Trust me. And if you think and if you think it's a coincidence that some of them came up to you a month after you and your Jamal broke up, it's not. It's not. It's not. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was definitely going through a bit of a phase because I had had in high school a boy who was an unlikely character. <laughs> um, and I... All my friends, like, did not like this person. They didn't like them because they of, like, the people they hung out with who were, like, presumed to be the cool kids at our school. And so mm-hmm. by hanging out with them, then, like, I was kind of, like, in that little group, too. So they were like, oh, you're changing, blah, 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 blah. And they were really upset about it. And that, but he and I never, like, made anything official. We just, like, would hang out and, like, have a good time and, like, talk to each other and stuff. And so... But then after that, then he really wasn't, like, he was older than me as well. So he graduated, and then I was still stuck in high school. And so that was, like, weird. So then after that, I, like, didn't date anybody for a really, really long time. And so, well, really long time was, like, two years. But whatever. Who's counting? Not you. You. Um, You were. Like, about, (laughs) like, a year or so. And so then after that, I was just kind of, like, boy after boy after boy after boy after boy. Okay, Molly. Okay, Molly. So yeah, you I did have I had a I had a rough time, but I found found my knight in shiny armor. So yes, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Sh- Mr. Show. I love Mr. That. Show. I Let's figure out who, which character off insecure you are. Tell all right, us. Here we go. Tell us all about it. <clears throat> well, for starters, uh, so I I've come to a lot of realizations this last few months. Um, that I don't think I've actually ever been in love. I, you know, I have those moments where, oh, you're really interested in someone or, and things like that. But because of my last experience, which I'll talk about briefly, um, I don't think I've actually ever been in romantic love. And I, and I attribute it to a couple things, but definitely like Shekinah, I feel like I have a lot of blind spots. I have a lot of never should have been. So my my lineup is short. I have a very short and diverse lineup, um, but most of them are. I look back and I'm like, why? A lot of time and a lot of money wasted. Emphasis on the money. But uh, I yeah, I have a lot of never should haves because I I'm definitely someone who sees like the good in everybody and the potential in everybody and I'd be trying to save people and help people and I see it it's it's a flaw it's really a flaw when you think that you can help someone out of a situation that they are not willing to help themselves out of that that is resonating with me um but I want to I'm gonna go my three really quick uh but I do want to acknowledge that I have um I can be described as someone who's non-committal. And I think that's funny because it's kind of true, but it's true. I'm non-committal. And I used to blame it because I'm Aquarius, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's because I overthink and I'm really insecure. Super short, sweet. So I think that's why I don't commit. It's not because I'm like not wanting to find love or be with anybody. But example A, the one that got away. So <laughs> I think actually, yeah, she kind of knows example A. I, I do. Yeah, you do. So um, example A, I met at a Black Greek event. I'm not a Black Greek yet, but we'll see. Anyway, but I was invited and I went because she kind of was going to come. I don't think you ended up coming. It was after a Black Student Union event. And I had another friend there who I had gone on a date or two with. So I was excited to see them. I was excited to hang out with Shekinah. And I, this tall, beautiful man, just talking, like I was standing there by myself. And he like started talking to me and then the rest was kind of history. They were really cute about their approach, really, really subtle. It started as like, oh, let's meet at a coffee shop, you know, oh, let's have a conversation over dinner and drinks. And it was really just a simple connection. There was nothing rushed about it. It was very organic and authentic. And I really liked their approach. Um, I label them as the one that got away because of all the, of the short lineup I have, they were the most financially secure. They were the most educated, which doesn't necessarily matter, but they, they were educated, but they didn't throw it in people's face. They were woke and understood the world that we lived in. They were an amazing son, which was really important to me, um, really close to their family. And um, they were just really romantic and sweet. I have been in, in the different relationships I've been in. 
I've never, I've always been a gifter. I've never really gotten anything. And they would surprise me here and there with things. They would think of Colby. And like, I'll never forget one time they were driving with their friend to go pick up their truck from Louisiana. And they stopped and like gambled or something. And they won and like Venmoed me like a percentage just because. I was like, that is the cutest thing because I would do mm. that. Mm-hmm, Girl, guys, mm-hmm. they don't make them like that. I'll just play. They do <laughs> not. They do not. So yeah, they don't. And they were with you right before I went to graduate school, moved to California, was nervous about the long distance. They had an amazing job in Utah found an amazing job in california and moved to california but here goes me i know what? y'all i know i overthought everything yeah News pl- plot twist we did not hear about this Continue. Yeah, yeah i helped them find an apartment in california they found an amazing job but i could not i felt so guilty they moved i felt so guilty about the distance it was like a two-hour drive but even then like two hours there two hours back that's four hours I overthought everything and felt super guilty. And so lo and behold, we went our separate ways, mainly because of me. And they were up, you know, they had their, I believe they were upset that I wasn't, we just weren't making the time to see each other. Even though we were in the same state, there was still a distance and grad school is rough as you will know, Jasmine, as she kind of knows. And so I just, I, I fumbled in that situation, but I will say, they are now married, as I was notified by someone I dated in the past. They're like, mm, yo, man is married. I'm like, first of all, that sentence doesn't even make sense. No, um, they're married, happily married now, back in the South. And I'm really happy for them. I I think that um, I learned a lot from that relationship. Um, I could have communicated better. So anyway, that was my one that got away. Because I was like, damn, he had, he had it all. Um, but I was the, I was the... I was the villain in my own story without even realizing it. Um, my most recent is the one that taught me the most. So Jasmine met my most recent. See, you guys, this is short. All the people I've dated, like, you met. And there are, like, four. Um, and my most recent has taught me the most. I met them online. Uh, they were beautiful black men. To me, anyway. Um, but they were, they were adopted. So that adds a layer. From, mm-hmm. And they... They were funny. They were fun. They could sing. They would dance. They would go out with us. Um, They're the first person I dated who actually, like, paid their half or their share. Again, guys, this is sad, but it's true. Um, They were a father. They were a really good dad. Um, They had been married, so that was always, like, on the back of my mind, like, bothered me. But anyway, that's my own issue. But they taught me the most because I, I really realized, like, if you really want someone, they're worth fighting for. And I did not fight for the one that got away. And so I did indeed try to fight for the most recent one. He not did. To my, yeah, not to my prevail. Um, but it, it was a good thing. I think the Lord, like things happen for a reason and the Lord definitely was looking out for me. I was pursuing a dream, the idea of what I have always wanted, this little fairy tale and the little girl's mind of, the husband, the family, the house. And I felt like with them, I could have that. But them as a person, I always felt insecure and like unhappy because I felt like they, I'm words of affirmation. They most definitely were not. And so I I learned a lot about communication, about fighting for what you want. And again, if if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I learned, this is where I learned like, I don't think I've been in love before. I meant in love with the idea. And I have my a lot to work on before mm-hmm. I find my future love, which is my last. So for me, my future love, I'm I'm playing with the idea because honestly, I'm hopeful, but I'm definitely taking a break while I figure out myself, get in better physical shape. I gained a lot of weight during the pandemic and COVID. I definitely left the last relationship feeling less secure than I probably ever have. And that definitely a me problem. And so I'm working on myself, but I've been toying with the idea of not just trying to, it's funny, we call this black love. And in my mind, black love is beautiful. And that's what I want. I have a black son. I, I identify as black. My, the people in my life, I just have a lot of black, beautiful people. And when I see black love, 
whether it's on Instagram or in the movies or even out in the streets or in our friend groups. That's just what I've always wanted. But I also realized that maybe it hasn't worked out for a reason. So for the first time in my 29 years, y'all, I'm like, maybe (laughs) I need to try something different or not be so sold on this idea that this is what black love looks like, right? So my future love is is to be decided. I I know what I want, which we talked about last time. I'm really, um, I look forward to what it holds. I'm excited. I do like dating. I think dating can be really fun, sometimes disappointing, but I think it can be really, really fun. I have my fair share of dates that were really great and not so great that obviously didn't pan out, but I really like getting to know people and learning about myself along the way. So future love, we shall see. Um, hopefully by, you know, meet someone by 30. But girl, we just, you never know. I might, I might never meet someone. And I'm actually okay with that, which some people say is sad. It is not. But I'm, I'm going to probably start trying to date maybe April, May, once I feel like I got my uh, groove back. We shall see. I got a potential love in California I wish I would have, like, taken more time with, but they ain't trying to move here because it's cold, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm, them on that. I'm, like, me, I'm like, here's a PowerPoint of why you should, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm hopeful. So how about you, Miss Shekinah? Girl. <laughs> <sighs> Long side. Um, I love that though. And so, like, as you were telling your stories, I was like really trying to figure out who from Insecure you were because I'm like, okay, we called you Kelly early on, but in Insecure, you don't really hear much about Kelly like dating for real. <laughs> so I don't know if you're like, you, you might, you might be an Issa, ma'am. You might be an Issa, possibly. But. I love that though and I think that there is um as like bittersweet as it may be right there is a beautiful thing about getting to know yourself better Mm -hmm. after an experience um and I wish that more people took the time to reflect on that because I don't think that we that we really do these days anymore we kind of just people don't want to be alone and they just jump into the next thing and the next thing right right exactly um so for me I have the one that never should have been pretty much all of the lineup with the exception of one is should have should have never happened let's just start there um but I think the one probably would have been like my first official boyfriend never should have been my first official boyfriend um because we dated forever I'm talking like first freshman in high school to like sophomore in college like we were in there um and although and I will say that he taught me a lot too just because of the amount of healing that had to take place after that um because that was just not a healthy relationship we can call him Tremaine for the sake of names I guess um or Trey Trey is closer (laughs) um but it was just not a healthy relationship or a healthy environment right and with that being your first relationship I don't really like you're starting from ground zero right so you really don't have anything to compare it to and I think that's the important part is that I didn't have anything to compare it to so I didn't know that it wasn't healthy. I didn't know that these things were red flags or bad signs until like, geez, it was probably like six months after our relationship ended. And then I was in a class talking about like different kinds of like abuse and all that. And I was like, huh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I think that like a lot of people have a difficult time talking about stuff like that, right? But I don't really find like, shame in that because like I said it was an experience and it was my first relationship so I didn't know any better at the time um but he shouldn't have been just because like it was a long distance relationship and I remember talking to my mom and she was like honey you need to date like out date date guys up here you need to just you know you're pretty like you need to get to know yourself like you can't just 
limit yourself to one person. And I was like, but mom, I love him. And he's not dating anybody down there. <laughs> and, you know, this should, <laughs> it should be great. Like, you know, we're, we're just doing it. She was like, uh, okay. She was like, I'm gonna just tell you this though. You know, I feel like everybody has the freedom to date until you walk down the aisle and say, I do. So, you know, and so when she, when she had said it though, I was like, no, I'm gonna just be young and naive. Like, I'm gonna just be faithful, whatever. And then you find out like years later, like, bro, you had a whole ass secret life. Like, what you mm. mean? You know, mm. which, which again is okay. But then it, what made me mad afterwards is because like the girl that he, like that I found out about, she wasn't ugly. I was like, damn, you know, I wish I could say she was. But, like, it was that you were not that fine to be doing that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you were not, you were not, you know, you were not given what you su- were supposed to have gave to let you do that in the first place. Um, but, anyway, I think that was the one that just never should have been from Jump followed up with, because um, y'all know I don't discriminate. <clears throat> Although we are doing a segment on black love, I have dated a white man. And, <laughs> and, and, and this white man was of the Eminem variety, if you catch my drift. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, like, I, you know, I liked him too. I was like, you know, I could really see, see this going somewhere, you know. Uh-oh. Again, I, I was I was young. I was young, so I was like, I could see this going somewhere. Like, you could be the one, and this was after the other one, so you know. And um, he was like, "My dad is racist." I was like, "Oh hell no!" Oh no! Oh, I was okay. like, "What? <laughs> what did he say?" <laughs> so <laughs> no. right, right, right. Like and what so, kind? Like what kind of racist? <laughs> like they were Just from kidding. Louisiana. They were from Louisiana, honey. So probably the worst kind. Probably the burning kind. Catch my drift. Oh, probably of the Confederate kind. Girl, I'm talking about the white sheet kind. The let's Jeez. ride at night kind. Yikes! We ride it. We ride at no. night. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know if he's ever listening. I don't really know, but that's the impression you gave. So anyways, <laughs> I was like, after he said that, I was like, dude, you know, like if we were to have children, like our kids are going to be like black. Like it, and he was like, but they'll be white. I was like, but they'll be black. And he was like, but they'll be like mixed with white. I'm like, but they'll be black. Like they're going to yeah. move through the world as black. Like it don't matter. Like my genes overpower all that you know what I mean and um his thing was just what he said and this is when I knew like it wasn't even the dad thing that tipped me off like that should have been a red flag but it wasn't even that it was when he was like I don't understand why we have to have these discussions on police brutality like it's just making us more divisive as a nation and I was immediately like I've seen all I needed to see girl I seen all I needed to see so he to run girl my ancestors were like (laughs) honey we we tried to tell you long ago so (laughs) we we left we left um hurriedly so those were I think my two that never should have been but it was also those were also two I think that taught me the most in that if I were to ever date anybody that is not of my same race we don't mm-hmm. even say ethnicity because you could be Afro Latino whatever but if I were to ever date somebody who does not identify as black in some way you would have to be so woke that you can see stuff before I see it you know what I mean mm-hmm. it would have to be like baby walk into the store did you see how she looked at you oh I'm not like I need you to be so on point that you're calling it before me because mm-hmm. at this point like just saying you're an ally or how people are like on TikTok and you know spreading the love and I get it it's beautiful but like you gotta be more than an ally boo you gotta do more than post a cute TikTok like I'm gonna need you to be on the front line for real for real and then mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna be back here type of thing um 
so that's where I am with that. And then I think the most recent, that was my bay. I was actually a little bit hurt by that one. Um, and again, it's because, like, I'm in love with love, right? Mm-hmm. Like, y'all may not know that, but, like, not not just the idea of love, but I'm in love with love. Like, when you see it and it's genuine and all of that. And so, like, I really love him because I really liked him since high school. Even though he said it first, he would say, like, I love you. And I'd be like, thanks. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> or he would be like, I love you. He'd be like, I love you. And I'd be like, I heart you. It took me, like, a cool three months, to, like, before I could say it. Um, so I really did, but I think that that's where the falling in love with potential comes in, mm-hmm. is that you can't sell me the dream because you think that's what I want to hear, right? Because I don't fall for the dream, I fall for the reality of it. Um, and I think that just as I've grown and gotten older, there are things that are important to me that I find are that are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people see that as being pushy or picky or whatever and it could be all of those things but everybody has those like soft limits where they're like we could probably you know take this or leave this whatever like Jasmine how you you know mentioned that Miles didn't check everything off your box and you were okay with that but there are some hard things that's like no this this has to be a thing like to shell you discussed that you know for you, financial security is extremely important. And, you know, being a good son, those are things that are important. Like, for me, it's financial security, that you have a good relationship with your family, that um, that your spirituality is on point. That's very mm-hmm. important to me. And those are things that I personally am not going to waver in. Um, so we didn't work out, but that's okay. I don't know when I'm going to be ready today. Honestly, at this point, I'm about to do Married at First Sight. <laughs> um, I feel like that's my next best move. Um, so that's where we are. I support it, girl. You're the only one. Nobody else. <laughs> Nobody I do. Else. I love it. Love is blind. Marry at first sight. I was like, they can work girl, out. Girl, I'm I'm ready for it. My mom was like, don't do don't do that shit, bro. Like, girl, I'll nominate you. Let me know what show. Let me know. Girl, thank you. Thank you. you know, <laughs> anyway. as you guys are talking, well, as you kind of was talking, I was thinking, like, I've never dated outside my race. Like, I don't know. I just never have. Like, I thought that, like, those in other races were attractive, but I never pursued them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I felt like, oh, I wasn't good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, but. I did actually no. I guess I did kind of date one white person that was of the Eminem variety as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like for just a very short amount of time in high school, and like mm-hmm. I never like I couldn't even bring myself to like kiss him. Like that was like a big. That was, I think that was the reason why we broke up because he's like, um, like he, he would like plan it out and be like, let's meet here and like let's Aww, kiss here, so high and school. I'd be like, yeah. It's and he was a good buddy he was like a friend and but like, yeah I really wasn't and I felt really bad I was trying not to hurt his feelings so that's probably right. why I was like I'll be your girlfriend I have but, never either never dated a white individual I just don't find them attractive and I think I've talked about this before when I see black women with white men it always bothered me something about it I've seen it the other way but it's always bothered me but I'm finally in a point in my life and I do blame like these silly love shows that I've been watching with my sister because, you know, she wants me to watch them with her and I don't really care for the reality TV. But, like, I see them together now and I'm like, that's really, actually really cute. And the way that they look at them and I'm just like, gosh, maybe I'm too close-minded. I've always just dated black or Latino because that's what that's what we have here in Utah in the black and brown category, right? There's Pacific Islanders, but that's a no for me. Um, for no particular reason other than trauma in junior high and high school anyway the worst times of my Same. life but um yeah maybe I, maybe we gotta i gotta be more open-minded i don't know but, no i feel you they though still have, still meanwhile the i'm over here like the united nations 
that's good. Yeah. I mean, Les says, says, he'll say I'm racist. That's rude. I just, no, like, just no, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know. I love, though, when I see a black woman with a white man, I'm like, you go, sis. Like, you know? Because I honestly feel like sometimes, and maybe this wasn't the kind of experience, but always get the assumption because like the self thing like you see how like they look at them and they like are so attentive towards them and not saying that black men aren't I just think that like they I don't know and this is an outside perspective because I've never dated anyone but they just always seem so happy and like I'm always like yay like good for you like way to like be on the opposite side because I think so many times it's like black men with white women they're like oh white women are so much better and blah blah blah, blah you know and, and so see, I don't know and that's and that's I think what it is right is that that's I personally I feel like that's where that difference is is because we do have a lot of black men that do say stuff like that mm-hmm. like but but for me I guess let me be clear that I really don't care who you date like, if you're a black male and you want to date whoever, please do, by all means. Just don't degrade me in order for you to do that. Mm-hmm. That's where, Good point. That's Good where point. we're drawing the line. Because in the same way of me dating whoever I feel attracted to, I would never belittle a black man in order to right. accomplish that, right? Because that would be me talking about my father, my grandfather, my brother, my nephews, hell, my son, if I'm ever, you know, blessed to have one. So I don't feel like I ever have to belittle anybody in order to uplift, like, who I'm with. I think the person I was with, like, yeah, he he made me happy for a time, right? That just wasn't sustainable. But um, when I see, like, a black woman with a white man, I don't, or even the, the opposite, I don't feel any type of way. But I will say in Utah is different because some of them do date white men as a way to get up on like the caste system if you will like that's fair oh like because i'm gonna have pretty little light skin babies or whatever 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 and it's like <gasps> i've never heard that from the i that, have from, yeah from, from from the other perspective I've yeah heard the, Be- well the, because the characters say it but well and I've and heard... I've, I've heard i've heard some of us say it too and i think a lot of it comes with trauma or some of them are also adopted in black fam to yeah. into white families but yeah i've heard a black women who date <laughs> white men be like oh i want to date a white guy because they're gonna have money and i'm like mm-hmm. not all white people have money like they no, don't they do not right. from no, families, they do you know not. like so i have heard i have heard black women who do want to date white men because the perception is that like white is better they are going to mm-hmm. be more wealthy more educated just all around and like, you know think... yeah go ahead no i was gonna go ahead oh no no i finished. i was gonna say you know they have that saying like if you date white get your credit right like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they have sayings like that. It's, That's hella funny. Where have, I've never heard these things, but I get it. Girl. Well, you, you gotta follow a couple more pages on Instagram or something. I must, because maybe that's why I always one. dated the bro. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like the person I'm supposed to marry, he's probably Afro-Latino. He's probably in Cuba or the Dominican somewhere. So I'm just like, you know, my Duolingo is only so good, honey, before you need to just arrive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're going to be that. the next family Chantel. Girl, if Pedro had a cousin, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't date. I wouldn't date from him because <clears throat> Pedro will be putting them through it, but... Yes, <laughs> but I mean they cute or whatever. Like again, if you watch Love Is Blind, oh, wait, no, Married at First Sight, Vincent and Fiance, Bri- yeah? yeah, there's family Chantel. Oh. But if you watch Married at First Sight, Vincent and Brianna, I'm telling you, cutest couple. Oh. I immediately knew. I was like, bro, husband gotta be Dominican, probably in Atlanta too. <laughs> gotta go back to Atlanta. We gotta go back to Atlanta. I've been thinking about it lately. Yeah. I 
cannot tell you how many of my family members have been like, you need to move to Atlanta. You guys would do so well in Atlanta. And no, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to move to Atlanta. It's mm-hmm. full. I just want to find my husband. Because let me tell you, okay, this is going to be a side <laughs> note, and then we can change the subject. So when me and Shell went on our little <laughs> excursion to Atlanta, which, matter of fact, we need to circle back to that in a, in a later episode. But, um, girl, we almost got kidnapped. But anyway, <laughs> no, we when, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It I was know. close, though. <laughs> but, right? It was close. Like, I'm just playing, but, but it's close. But it was close. But um, when we went down there, we each downloaded Tinder. Because I was like, okay, you know, we're here for the weekend. Let me just see who's in the area. Mind you, we were not trying to uh, do anything. Although, if that's your cup of tea, that's your business. But... I was just trying to see who we had the possibility of running into. And, honey, the, the people down there, fine as hell. Fine, fine as hell. Immediately knew. Like, I could date somebody down here. Anybody. <laughs> somebody, anybody, everybody. Like, if I, if I would have, if we would have gone to college down here. We would have been wiped up with 10 kids. I would have been married by now. Facts. Married, bruh. Probably on my fourth honeymoon. Like, fourth anniversary. Guaranteed. <laughs> Like, even in Nashville, they probably have some fine people here. But you know what? I'm antisocial and an introvert, so my whole first year was spent in school. Then years two and three, the world shut down, so I don't even know who's here. My <laughs> husband could be in Nashville, but we'll never know. And when I went to the Honky Tonk <laughs> Bar, Kid Rock's bar, he was not in there. He was not over there. Hmm. <laughs> but Bradley was. Bradley was cute. But, uh, not Bradley. I can't. I, I guess I'm we insane. need we need a part three because that was an adventure and your story time to this day will cheer up my day any day. Sad girl. <laughs> Man, we need to yeah, we do need a part three because we do have some story times. <laughs> <clears throat> we can have another we can we can wait until after uh Jasmine's bachelorette party. And we can have a part four. Ooh. Oh my I, gosh. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared, girl. It's going to be I'm a great scared. time. Okay. Why? Your mom is going to be there. There's only so much that can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not going to be there the whole time, I don't think. I mean, my mom's going to, like, I don't know. She was telling me that we should go to some, like, speakeasy type place. Okay, so what happened in Love Jones? Nothing got crazy in Love Jones. If we, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Okay, (laughs) okay, to all the possibilities. I'm about to just be like, you know what, y'all enjoy. I'll be on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, we gonna be on the beach. I'm gonna be on the beach, right? (laughs) Suns out, suns out. All that, all that, buddy. Yes. I feel that. With my swimsuit cover, though. Because can't got to keep y'all guessing. All righty. Anyways. <laughs> do y'all have any last minute um, questions, comments, concerns that you would like to address? No. no. This okay. time no. is good. I think that, yeah, this has been a good one. Stay tuned for part three. Girls, part three, four, and five. Yeah, we need to do a whole episode on on dating, or a whole season, a whole season on dating. Yeah. As Tashel goes through her, her Stella got her groove back moment. As I go through my praying and waiting for him to appear moment, as Jasmine mm-hmm. begins to plan her wedding, it's all the stages, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jasmine was given the advice that they should be going on dates. They should go on dates and not talk about the wedding. So, yes. We Wait, who? Oh, little... you and Miles should go on dates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. I like. It that. is cute. Okay. All right. Well. I love y'all ladies. Thank you for doing this with me. I know this is a long episode for the listeners, but if nothing else, I hope you were entertained because I know I sure was. Um, I learned so much about y'all still um, from the Jamal to the Molly to the to the one who got away um, to the rehashing of Tremaine who needs to go back and stay dead. Um, just kidding. He's married now, by the way, so congrats, I guess, or whatever. 
Oh hell um, no! We exactly. Yeah, no congrats to him. Blink. I'm just saying, blink twice if you need help, sis. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, thank y'all for doing this with me. Um, and you guys have no lasting advice for the people. My lasting advice is going to be a continuation of last time. Don't fall in love with the potential, sis. Leave that to mm-hmm. the side. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else to everybody else, remember, don't nobody got us like we got us. We got us. Bye. 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 Bye.